This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, and with me, Cam Raslan, today, we have the returns of. He is, um, I, I don't know what he does, actually, uh, but he's he's with a thing called Naughty Labs. No, it's called Naught Labs. Uh, Onkar Jin, what is it you do? You uh, again? Uh, I am the chief strategy officer at Naught Labs, which is a growth strategy firm. Although you say that every time I am on the show, Cam, you're like, I have no idea what he does. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, if you're a consultant, I think, yeah, I'd like, I'd love to be a consultant. But uh, <laughs> it's one of the, yeah. and yes. and and she was a producer at uh, BFM. Uh, she is now working somewhere completely different, but she's not dead to me. <laughs> She is pretty, pretty much dead to you, no, I guess. No, no, no. no. I, I still remember your name, Julian Yap. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. Uh, great to have you. And just to, uh, just to warn you folks, you might hear a bit of noise on my side because I have the cat in my room and he is presently trying to escape. So uh, <laughs> through the window. Uh, so uh, our three topics this week are maker culture. And we'll find out what that means. Topic number two is things that I, me, have learned um, about society since I've been uh, in a disabled state. And uh, finally, topic number three is owning things that you could hold in your hands. So, uh, number topic number one, Onkar Jin, uh, maker culture. Yeah, um, well, you know, I, I, I sort of started with maker culture from the entry point of mechanical keyboards. Uh, I think some people are f- familiar with that. But it's basically keyboards that are, you know, uh, a lot of them are custom made. People change the keycaps to be, you know, all sorts of colors. It can be purple, white. They can be thematic. It can be like the Beatles, yellow submarine themed. And people fiddle with the chassis of the keyboard. They're like, oh, it's not heavy enough. I want it to be weightier. I'm going to put an aluminum plate and foam to create a certain sound, a certain ping when I type it in. Oh, I want my keys to feel more tactile or bouncy, you know. I mean, you know, it's basically this this obsession with kind of um, the physicality and, and, and really to customize and to DIY it. Right, and that—that's really what maker culture is. It's—it's it's, you know making things, um, literally um, taking something as commodified as the keyboard, which you know, I mean, we've been staring at keyboards and touching keyboards all our lives, um, and turning it into something more personal and 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 you know putting hands to it so that it feels more intimate. And so doing this is doing it yourself. Why do you go into a shop and buy? Well, you you could um, do that, um, but um, I think maker culture is really about this idea of customization and also about, um, you know, um, like crafting, building something, um, personalizing, customizing. So it could... It could range from oh yeah I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pick certain things and just mash it together in, in a kind of ready-made format kind of IKEA style if you will, um, versus some people who actually solder stuff you know and they're like chiseling <laughs> keycap plastic bits to to really make it work. Oh okay, hey uh, Julian, do you have a steampunk uh, kind of uh, <laughs> key keyboard with you right now? <laughs> I wish I was this cool. Um, also, the way that Karjin like described it, like it just made. I, I love mechanical keyboards. I don't have one uh, because I know that I'll get uh, too into them and I can't 
spend that kind of money. But um, they're so like 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 you said, they're just so beautiful, and like the tactileness is being able to feel, being able to feel it. I read a tweet uh, very recently that was about that was saying that uh, the removal of tactile pushable buttons with the the clicking sound on our appliances and our machines is the worst thing to ever happen because the little buttons that just press in or just like, you know, the touchscreen things are just not, they don't give the same kind of satisfaction. Um, but no, I don't have like a steampunk cool. I'm not that cool. I don't have that. Um, but I I feel like I went through the same thing. Can I ask when you got into them, Tarjun? Um, I, I guess um, four, five years ago. Um, okay, so pre-pandemic. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was wondering the same thing. The, the, the pandemic and COVID and MCO and all that kind of thing has led to a lot of these sorts of things. Right? Oh, no, 100%. I mean, you know, I think it's like, you know, it's it's hearkening back to the days where people were proud of their typewriters, right? Like people would like carry this huge briefcases with their own like typewriter and they like grease the whatever in the typewriter and they'd be like oh wow look at my typewriter it's a beautiful typewriter and <laughs> then we went from that to basically like keyboards that are mushy and they look the same everywhere you go everyone has the same keyboard so i think it's this desire to 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 have something more personal i mean you know how, how much time do you you know how much time do you spend touching your keyboard you know i think you know most of us touch a keyboard more than we would touch like a loved one honestly mm. i i am i am i find it so funny that uh people are nostalgiating my time <laughs> and because uh, you know i i started out with with a mechanical uh typewriter and mm-hmm. kajin opposite of what you were saying i hated the damn thing <laughs> <laughs> Because no. yeah, oh, no. because did you like the sound and the clicky clacky? Oh yeah, I like that bit. I know I would sit there and just clickety clack just because that yes. bit was fun. But I was creating nothing just apart from just like clickety clack, because you also had the ribbon that would run out, and and then the the when the 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 letters jump forward, they would get stuck together. Um, it was a pain in the neck. I when I finally got an electric <laughs> uh, typewriter, it was like this is fantastic. I love it. And uh, so, yeah, the clickety clack is nice, but like, I don't know, go play a piano if that's what you want. Well, you know, Im- imagine the clickety clack, but now in any look that you want and without the paper getting stuck. Yeah, does it? They literally also make the sound, the clickety clack sound. They, they make all kinds of sounds. And, and I think that's really what people are craving for. They want this sense of feedback. Like, like uh, I mean, people who get into mechanical keyboards always say, uh, I mean, the, when people first get into mechanical keyboards, they go for the loudest, most obnoxious sounding keyboards because they're like, oh my God, I've never sounded so productive in my life. <laughs> I am typing like a yeah. novel here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. That is true. It, it does, you know, writing, people's idea of writing is like a, just a, it's a montage scene in a movie. Mm-hmm. And it, it does come with the sound. There's no thought. It's just an actor just hitting buttons. <laughs> and and then the, the next scene is them launching their, their novel to great acclaim. Yes. Uh, and so, yeah, the noise is is an important part of that. Yeah. The validation. Yeah. I'm not going to do it, though, Kajin. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna. Actually, our producer, producer Hanif, is a big fan of these, and I've seen. Yeah, his. you 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 should get him to try. You you should try one of his keyboards. You you might be like, yes. wow, this is this is what I've been missing in my life. You know. 
But Kajin, before you said that, I thought that, and I don't want to say this about producer Hanif, I thought he had a problem with his hands. I thought, oh, <laughs> you know, oh, poor old Hanif, he needs some sort of like, you know, Special no, it, it's just board. aesthetics. It's just, it, it's just the way it, oh, we shouldn't be talking about him this much. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm, I'm not going to do it for the same reasons that I think Julian, because of the cost, but I guess if you gave me one, I'd be happy enough, but I'd, I'd like it with a sort of spongy feel that actually is. You can f- do that, Cam. You could do yeah. any of it. You could make it your own. Because for me, the nostalgia is actually to remind me of the first computers I had. Because mm. uh, that was that was a sense that I'm in modernity. Mm-hmm. I'm finally away from those goddamn typewriters. Because, <laughs> you know, those computer ribbons, when they were really expensive. Mm-hmm. And and I, I mean I think we statute of limitations has passed. I actually had to shoplift. Um <laughs> in, in order to write because it was so damn expensive. Yeah. Um you, you can't get me now. <laughs> <laughs> it was in a different continent. You'll never get me, coppers. Statue of limitations has passed. Too bad. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm free. Oh I'm, I'm scot free. Okay, well, uh, Julian, I'm going to li- ask you leave last word with you. Are you? Uh, you're not tempted then? No, well, not with mechanical keyboards, just uh, for the same reason. But um, like making things for making things actually feel, feeling that I want to 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 touch. To I don't know. I think it was also when I realized I did every hobby that I could and I wanted it to be as offline as I could because it was during COVID. And um, that's when I picked up crochet and then in tandem to like offshoot, but like didn't really get into it knitting as well. Um, I used to do clay throw, like clay pottery throwing. I also did like carving and stuff just because I wanted to touch what it, like I just wanted to, to know what I wanted to kind of, I think that the same way that people enjoy Legos as well, being able to create it and feel that the shape of it is changing under your hands. So we're going to move on. Uh, but I, I, I am wondering if you two are representative of your generation or indeed generations below younger than you. I, I don't know if maybe it's just a minority that want to play around with these keyboards, Kajin. Oh, I'm not, I mean, and not just keyboards, but all the material things. Um, I, I, don't think, I don't think it's a minority. I think if you look at current trends and you know the kind of shops that are popping up now and what's trending on on e-commerce even you 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 find that um people really are into these kind of do-it-yourself make thing kind of hobbies right like crochet like uh, julian was mentioning mentioning like knitting and crochet like i think you know it was previously thought of as a grandma kind of hobby but i know so many of my peers who are into knitting and crochet oh my god oh what's wrong with you people (laughs) (laughs) oh what's happening i I think it's the community i guess like i think before i don't know if this is just me on a personal level but i didn't feel like there was a community that came with hobbies and I don't know if it was the pandemic or if it's because I've gotten into these hobbies that I went online searching for them because that was the only avenue I knew I could get them. Okay, and now, uh, topic number two. Things I, me, have discovered since I've been a little bit disabled. So uh, three months ago, I broke my ankle. 
and I'm much better now. I'm actually kind of walking. But over this time, I've 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 been in a wheelchair. I've had a walking frame. I've been on crutches. I had an enormous boot, and I have experienced um, in in a short amount of time kind of different le- levels of, of disability. Mm. In but always knowing that I I I would improve. So I it's it's not the real thing. But what's been interesting though is that. Uh, witnessing how people react to me. And I don't know if this is uh, a reflection of Malaysian culture or, or, or culture, a universal culture, but some of the things that I've discovered about people, and this would be me as well, that, uh, for instance, number one, is everybody, absolutely everybody, the instinct is to cut in. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then... So everybody wants to cut in in front of everybody else all the time. And then when they see me on crutches, then I can see, I see a thought process on their faces, which is, oh, I, I probably shouldn't do this. Mm. And, and but then, the th- then the second thought is, yeah, but maybe I will anyway. And then, <laughs> then I look at them and they go, okay, I won't. Uh, <laughs> but it's, every single person and i must have been guilty of that myself um another thing is is um what i would call uh does he take sugar which is this is a very strange one which is uh, so does he take sugar it's actually the name of a radio show in in england i used to listen to for disabled people the idea being that that people don't talk to the disabled they talk Mm. to the other person and ask does he take sugar with his Mm. tea um, and I had it just the other day with somebody I know. I know them very well. And she hadn't seen me. She suddenly, upon seeing me on crutches, instinctively she didn't want to ask me. She asked somebody else, what happened to him? What did he do? Well, mm. I'm right here. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, and, and I, I've noticed it in myself that I have done this time and time again. There is an mm. instinct to to other not not just to other mm-hmm. that person but to be uncertain how to how to communicate mm-hmm. with and um yeah so finally i would say uh another thing that i've noticed is uh people are helpful people do want to help people do want to help but it's a strange thing which is if you open a door for a disabled person which is great very nice but if you open it way ahead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So a disabled person, you know, they, they know how they move. They, they're pretty proficient at, at this. And, and helping is a strange thing. Um, if you open it way ahead, the disabled person now feels obligated to move faster than they actually would normally do in order to mm-hmm. appease you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you get impatient with the disabled person. Uh, because actually you just want your yourself to be your charity to be validated mm. um actually really what you want is is the door to be open but at the right moment just on time <laughs> <laughs> um and so help can become i don't know it can become um an obligation almost uh... yeah yeah so mm-hmm. These are some just some of the things that I've learned, uh, discovered, and it's very strange to 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 look at the the looks on people's faces as they mm. try to negotiate. Can I get away with this? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to help? 
Can I just ignore this person? <laughs> mm. Yeah. So I, I don't know. How, how, how do you think you react? Well, I mean, I, I, I think it's interesting that you mentioned the, the kind of does he take sugar bit, right? Because um, yeah. I think uh, a lot of people have the instinct where they don't want to ask you because I, I think it could come from a place of, oh, he might be traumatized or sensitive about what's happened to him. So I shall not do this. But then they're asking it right in front of you. So I'm not sure if that really does anything anyway. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. but, but I think it comes from that instinct, perhaps, if you want to look at it charitably. Mm. Um, did, did you notice that people were uncomfortable looking at you? Um, at one point I, I was wearing a big boot mm-hmm. and um, people were very nice to me but I think also uh, people know that when you're wearing a big boot it means you've broken a limb and you're going to get you're going to be okay yeah um, so actually there was a much greater comfort level then in in the wheelchair then no one really knows what the thing is mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then there was a, a, a greater distance mm. um, yeah. so Julian are you uh, yeah have you? Do you have a broken limb? Have you? I, I, I've twisted. I've twisted a foot and I had the boot, but no, I didn't experience this on a personal level. Um, I know that my dad of sixty plus. I should know how how much plus, but I don't. Um, uh, he he's got a fr- he had a friend um, who's uh, sadly passed away now, but um, he had multiple strokes and he was in a wheelchair. Um, he was wheelchair bound and as a way to get off the house and as um, also a form of exercise, also as a form of socialized, uh, um, my dad hang, like, you know, uh, take, take him out, like break, break, bring him to uh, a shopping center or different places to eat. And my, it was, I think my, the first time my dad, who is, like I said, uh, 60 plus realized that, Oh, do you know, there are some people who are so rude when it comes to opening the door mm-hmm. or, um, uh, or, or holding the door open for a wheelchair or and he it just increasingly over the months that he was doing this and spending time with his friend it was it became um wow this shopping center is really not accessible mm. and um mm. they have and then he got to he had to learn where all the lifts were and where the um the ramp accesses were and now following that every time we go to a different part of town and um that it isn't accessible he remarks on it immediately because he's suddenly aware of it um so for me as well when i i think i because kl especially isn't that we are getting better i i like i like to see that we, i like to hope that we're getting better but it's also something that i never realized until i got to the uk for university um how the way that we use just doorknobs in this country we're more we we're more likely to use doorknobs here because you know, I, I guess, I, I don't know, fashion, but um, yeah, in the UK, I don't think I touched a doorknob the entire time I was in the UK because um, it's, doorknobs aren't great for people with mobility issues no. and stuff like um, wheelchair access, of course, but then buttons to, for, buttons to press for automatic doors to open um, or even just subtitling even or closed captioning. And it was something that I wish I'd been more aware of, but I'm also glad that I got more aware of because of because of that experience yeah and- I, I i'd agree i mean closed captioning I'm, i i i've watched um news broadcasts uh on bbc actually and 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 they would put the automatic um 
captioning on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't yeah. know if it's automatic or if there's actually somebody actually translating. I don't think so. And, and, and technology keeps changing as well. And it's mm-hmm. absolute gibberish. Yeah. Um, it, it's an insult to the people who rely upon it because they get absolutely nothing out of it. They're trying to like, what the hell? I, what, what? This makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, if you do it. But then technology has improved. And um, AI is much better now than it was. But yeah. I think, I think there's a very, um, a thing as well. Um, a lot of videos go viral. Um, you know, they have, you know, just over the years, they go viral because of a product that seems like they do a job or like they cut down the work of it, for example, like something or even just how you tie your shoelaces. And the comments will always be full of, wow, people are so lazy these days. And it, of course, from a place of privilege where eventually it will become, um, the, the comments eventually become, um, no, this is a tool for anyone with disabilities because it helps. And it, it's the, the I, li- I like to be able, I like to be able to see, I, you know, mindsets being changed almost or maybe taking that second to, to, to maybe think, oh, maybe this is not for me and this is not for me. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do come from a place of privilege because I haven't got, and that's great. I like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to leave off now from this topic because uh, I'm not actually disabled. I had a broken limb and, and, and I'm recovering, but it just sort of things I, I noticed. So I would say uh, folks um, don't do the, please don't do the, uh, does he take sugar thing? Um, you know, please talk directly. Because <laughs> uh, also when you stand so much higher than somebody else, uh, that influences how you you look at people, uh, quite literally, and um, and uh, and also have a have a thought for the helper. Um, people mm-hmm. have to come as a unit. And finally, one thing I had to, I had to speak, I had to have words with my wife. When when a person's in a wheelchair, they are not a shopping trolley. Um, <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. Don't just keep dumping things on a person in a wheelchair. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, finally, um, we'll move on, though. In a moment, though, we're going to come back with uh, part three, which is uh, the owning of actual things. That's Yes, that's for you, Gen Z, uh, here on <laughs> A Bit of Culture, BFM 89.9. And we're back with myself, Cam, Ruslan, Onkar Jin, and Julian Yap. And now, Julian, uh, the owning of actual things. The owning of things. <laughs> things that I want to touch and hold in my hands. Um, so... Uh, I don't know uh, if you if you would have seen how very recently um, HBO Max has had a slew of cancellations. A lot of TV series and movies have been deleted off of the platform, and that includes and 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 I think we would have seen it, especially with bigger productions like Westworld just being canceled um, out of the blue. Um, the Batgirl movie, which they'd almost completely finished filming. Um, and they've been marketing it as well, uh, had, was just, uh, they, they canceled it completely. So that's a film that we'll never get to see. Hope, maybe one day we will, if, you know, Zack Snyder, Zack Snyder's Batgirl or something, you know. But um, uh, this is, um, so it's happening with the bigger productions, but it's also happening with a lot of smaller productions um, because of, uh, so ex- especially uh, TV series. And this, uh, I, I only really noticed it because I saw a lot of chatter online about small animated series getting cancelled. And because animated series for a, a while, maybe about 
five, ten years ago, animated series didn't really have a place. And this is for um, animated series that are more skewed towards older audiences. So they're not going to be on Disney Channel or Cartoon Network on TV. So they um, they found a home and a place on these streaming platforms. And they, they got very popular, especially with, you know, the Netflix uh, to Converti. Um, of anything. Nothing comes to mind right now. But um, HBO had quite a few of them. And they were com- they were just completely deleted off the platform. And the creators, the showrunners themselves um, said, I don't have a physical, I, I can't remember who it was and what the show was, but they said, I don't even have a physical copy of my own show. Really? It's not on the platform. The only way I can watch this show is if I stream it illegally. So please, I implore everyone, if you're a fan of the show, to pirate it, because then it's better to preserve and have watched this show rather than having it just not exist completely. And um, uh, just from a bit of Googling, this is because HBO has recent HBO Max, I guess, has recently combined with Discovery. So Discovery Channel, they have their own streaming platform in the US and I think Canada, maybe the UK, Mexico. And they, because of tax breaks and so that they can, so they don't have to pay residuals to old crew and cast, they have just canceled these shows completely and just like cut down on their library. And um, I was, so personally, I've never been a person to, I've I've not not been a person, personally, I've never bought, um, I've never felt the need to buy physical media because of streaming. Or I guess I, it's been a very long time since I've owned a DVD or a Blu-ray because the last appliance that I had in my house that could play one was a CD player and it didn't take DVDs. Um, And uh, I was also thinking, uh, and only literally occurred to me right now that I had a a song that I bought on iTunes maybe 10, 15 years ago from a band that I really loved. The band has since disbanded and I got a a physical vinyl copy of the of the album of the EP, and I don't have a vinyl player. <laughs> <laughs> I could just come. Cam, I, I know you've got one, so I've got. I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just always come over. But um, the song was deleted off iTunes. The oh, no. band disbanded. Um, the band's YouTube channel is gone, and the only way to listen to the song is a song that's been uploaded by not even the band themselves, just a fan, and it's on YouTube on youtube now and i can never listen to this song now i said but i have it literally right here next to me and Mm. i can't listen to it but yeah i wanted to get your get your guys thoughts on i guess what your relationship was with physically buying something because i guess um it's always been related to quality right Uh, at least in recent years um you wanted the best quality that you could listen to at home it was 4K DVD, uh, 4K Blu-ray DVD for films, or you could buy the vinyl for a different kind of experience or quality of sound. Um, and that's not something that I've ever had to think about until now. So I wanted to get your thoughts on it. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Kajin, you're, you're, you, you with your, your feather quill uh, keyboard, <laughs> steampunk, you, presumably you own things. You like to have things, don't you? Yes, I do. Um, but no, I mean, I think um, uh, Julian is exactly right um, because, um, you know, there have been... Um, um, so uh, I've worked with archives before and one of the very big things that um, you'd be surprised about is that things on the internet 
Oh, you know how they say once it's out on the internet, it'll never disappear. Well, this strictly speaking, this isn't true because there have been many cases where something is released um, onto the world and it's it's just lost. Uh, somewhat, a website gets taken down, something gets deleted, the file they have is corrupted, and the only remaining um, copy of it that they have is actually a physical copy. So there are there've been case, and then sometimes it gets lost in copyright. So like there are a few um, video games as well as movies that to this day are not released on digital formats because uh, you know there's just too many rights issues. Like this company went bankrupt and got acquired by another company, but no one knows who the rights belong to. So it's just never seen the light of day in digital streaming. Um, and so the only way you can watch many movies, listen to many songs, and play games, yeah, like video games even, is if you own a physical copy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have been writing since the 1980s, and I guess as a school kid, you know, before that again. So I've, as we talked about earlier with the typewriter thing, I mean, I, I've been typing. I have copies of the things I wrote in those ni- 1980s. Um, I, I still have those. But when the computer came in, and when each... Uh, succeeding computer, the 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 uh, the, hard, the software became obsolete. The hardware became obsolete. I can no longer access any of those things. So I actually have, and if my computer bust, I couldn't access it at all. The hard drive, I have no very few copies of um, anything that I wrote, unless I got it published as a book. Um, yeah. So now Julian's maybe terrified. I'll be like. I got a friend of mine. Put it in the cloud. Put it in the cloud. I have no, I have no faith in the cloud. Somebody owns that cloud. They could switch mm-hmm. it off, and then it'll be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Julian, um, you're you you're going to go out and buy VCDs, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, why why the hell not? Why not? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think I just I think I'm I think it's not dire yet, but I think it's also like it's made me think. I don't know what. Like there's so much investment that I've so I've got to I've got to buy a t I've got to buy a screen I've got to buy appliances or I've got even you know I've got a rack I need a rack to put them all I don't know what to do now well not I don't know what to do but I I don't know how that's going to change like if I move somewhere will I bring the entire library with me um, but well yeah, yeah. I, and you should do that and Karjin will help you move whilst he's riding his unicycle and playing a t- <laughs> 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 he'd be very happy to help. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, no. It, it uh, you know, but you know, Julian. The the advantage is that you can move those things, and they do belong yeah. to you, right? Because the problem about like you know, everyone's listening things about Spotify is that you don't own anything there. Yeah. Um, you can buy a video game, you can watch a movie, but you don't have. There's no value in what you are able to experience. Yeah. And I'd say that on a smaller note, I mean, I have, I've got, you know, you can't see it, folks, but behind me, there's all my vinyl. I've got one vinyl in particular, I just want to mention, it's the the, the Beatles White Album, and I've, oh. I bought it back in the 70s. Oh, and wow. the reason why I mention it is because, one, it was the first thing I bought with my own money. <laughs> and and two, the, it came with a piece of paper inside, and my cat then attacked it and left scratch marks all over it, thus reducing the value. But nonetheless, I now have a memento of that cat from the 1970s. And, wow. and I'm glad for that. Um, and that record has been with me here and there. And 
And I don't know. It, it's nice to have. Uh, no one else knows that, but I mean, at least I know it's sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a connection to my past. So yes, yeah. Julian, go and buy a turntable so that you can. They're not that expensive. Um, it's one called Crosley. Have you heard of a Crosley? No. Kajin, you've heard of a Crosley. Yeah, the the, the vinyl player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cute little thing, all in one. Um, it's like a briefcase thing. Briefcase <laughs> thing, and you, you can play it all there, and it's very hip. Isn't it, <laughs> isn't it Kajin? Um, yeah, but you know, the, the sound quality is oh, it's not good. It's not, but that's the whole point as well. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. But you're not um, convinced by your own argument, Julian. You're not going to go and buy these things, are you? Well, no, but I feel like now, I don't know. I think it's also maybe how, because I've, I don't know, been consuming this media as I've, as I've been growing up, as I've started to, you know, as I've, I've been working and I've got my own, like, you know, like, you're not going to, when you've got your little, like, like pocket money and you're not going to be able to to go to speedy video and buy 10 movies that you're going to want to watch because that's going to cover like maybe half of a cd half of a movie or something but um i don't know it it feels like now that now now's the perfect time i've got that now that i'm, I'm working i've got my i've got my own disposable income that i'm able to to spend on physical things maybe that's something that i have to do or maybe the alternative is piracy is good Mm-hmm. Uh, Kajin, where do you stand on that? Oh, no, I mean, you know, like, okay, I mean, one thing that's good about Netflix is that it's it's um sort of made this huge library of things available at, you know, if you think of it as terms of, in terms of how many movies you could possibly watch, it's very accessible and, and, and much more reasonably priced than if you were to buy the DVDs, um, you know, in the past. And I think, like, piracy, right? Um, you know, especially in this part of the world was a kind of way, uh, a democratic, perhaps, way of um, getting people to be able to ex- access these things that, you know, that, and realistically speaking, a lot of people, you know, wouldn't have bought the original DVD anyway, right? Mm. Yeah. But I know, I, I agree, you know, in, if uh, the zombie apocalypse happens and Spotify is down, you know, Cam, you'll still be able to listen in to the Beatles. We know where to go. <laughs> You're all going to come up to my place as well. And, and, and Julian, by, by all means, and bring your little, um, what's the name of the band, by the way? Life in Film. They're gone. <laughs> oh, wow. Are yeah. they, you should write to them and tell them you, you own the last, they might Julian, need it themselves. I, I thought about that, but they're off Twitter as well. Um, <laughs> their oh website's God. gone. They're off. They're off Twitter. Oh. Yeah, great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all for the, the buying and owning of things, and I, 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 I do buy things very occasionally off, um, uh, off the net music, and it, it kind of makes no sense to me. It's like, okay, I just bought it. What and now what? Uh, you know? It, it, yeah. It, yeah. But then okay. it becomes stuff in your house. That you've got to that you've now had that you like like books. Yeah. It's just stuff. <laughs> it's stuff. Stuff is great. Um, okay. So we move on there to uh recommendations. Uh where we recommend something that we think might be of interest. And Onkar Jin goes first. Um I will actually recommend um this book called Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. Uh-huh. Um 
so it, it's uh well actually no it's not called tomorrow it's called tomorrow to and tomorrow and tomorrow it's a novel yes it's actually a shakespeare reference to you know uh, macbeth and all that uh, but it's a novel that just came out, I think, this year or last year by Gabrielle Zevin. It's making the waves. It's a huge bestseller now. And it's basically a love story about two people who come together to make a video game. And it is very entertaining. Um, I'm hooked. And perhaps, Cam, if you read it, uh, this will be your entry point into understanding the ephemeral and kind of uh, digital nature of video games. Really? Because you lost me at video games. I, <laughs> I, I literally switched off. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, a, a whole bunch of my friends who have zero interest in video games um, are reading it and, and they are hooked as well. I mean, oh, okay. it, you know, as, as a story in of itself. Um, and, and, you know, the video game that they are making together is really kind of this symbol of, you know, what happens when two partners, significant others, work on something and, you know, basically, you know, their work and life um, kind of mesh in this way and in this act of creation, which often is very complicated. Like, you know, like writing a novel with your significant other could end in disaster, right? (laughs) Yeah, so there's those kind of intimacies and complications and such. Trying to decide what to have for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a disaster. Um, where is it set, by the way? Uh, in America. Right, right. Is it like? Is it contemporary? Like, is it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it, it's um. <laughs> well, no, Julian. No, it's it's set yeah. during the eighteen sixties. No, it's a video. They were no, doing a video it, game. <laughs> it could be. It could be Duck Duck Go, Cam. <laughs> it could be yeah. Duck Duck Go, and it could be The Last of Us Ten. That's true. That's true. It could be set in the future, or you know, in they're making pong or something, or space yeah, invaders be. or something. See, now you got me. Now you got me interested. Oh, they're making pong. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll read it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um. So oh, once once again, it's tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow by Gabriel Seven. Zev. How do you spell that? Z e v i n. Okay. Uh, okay. All right. So that's um, that's uh, Kajian's recommendation. So my recommendation, I've just looked it up. I think the dates actually don't work. I wish I'm going to recommend it in the future. I went recently to the Big Bad Wolf sale um, held over the mines. It's held every, every year. So even if it is, it's about to end, I think, on January 9th. Um, but, you know, think of it for next year. And I... Some years I've been, and it's been fantastic for me. In some years, it's been uh, nothing terrible. This I went this year, and it was fantastic. I bought some really great books, uh, Julian. Things I own, which are now in you know clogging Both up of my many things you can hold, <laughs> hold and scratch my head and think, where the hell am I going to put them? Um, <laughs> and um, it's um, I'm just I'm kind of proud of Malaysia whenever I whenever I go there because uh, I think that Malaysia they hold sales in other countries. Um, but I think the biggest one is here in in Malaysia in Kuala Lumpur, and you know Malaysians are hungry to buy books at an affordable price, mm-hmm. and you see people going with their families, and they want to they want to get books, and and I'm really I I love watching 
people there and and uh, and I bought some really great books. So um, my recommendation is um, the Big Bad Wolf Sale. If not now, then next year. And one book that I bought, which is uh, the history of the American Civil War in fifty objects, and those fifty objects are held at the New York Historical Society, and that's uh, a pretty good book. I'm really enjoying it. <clears throat> so uh, that's my recommendation. Uh, Julian, what's yours? Um, I'd like to recommend, unfortunately, something that you cannot own and hold in your hands. Well, I guess you could. You could buy it on Amazon if you want to. Um, it's uh, Sinfonia Pop, the concert. It's like the film, the, the concert film by Mika. Um, Mika, the British, Italian, I guess. I don't I don't know where he's from. I, th- I guess he's British. Um, he. He he did a he did a con he did the whole. Sorry, my dog's up. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. carry on. So yeah, that look on my face is you're just saying a whole bunch of things. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> but I'm going to ask uh, Kajin to translate after you finished. So okay. <laughs> so Minka did a whole tour called Sinfonia Pop of his best hits, and I think Minka is one of the best pop artists that we've that we have, and. It is an incredible concert. It's it's a it's a filmed. It's just a it's a filmed concert, and it's 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 an incredible concert. I don't I don't think you need to know the songs. Um, Mika's got an incredible voice that, um, and he pair because it's live. He pairs it with you know he's got an entire orchestra around him, but also because he is a pop artist, he has. Um, you know, he brings in like electronic elements. Like it's really, it's great. I, I, you don't, I don't think you need to know the songs to enjoy the concert because it's an amazing concert. And I'm glad that it was filmed and that I'm able to watch it because I think it was in 2016 when the, the concert was done and only like in the, in Europe. So I'm glad that I got to watch uh, Okay. That. Uh, Kajin, can you translate? Um, it's a great concert. You don't need to know the artist to enjoy it because he's a fantastic artist. Go and check it out. Thank uh, you. <laughs> uh, Nika is... Uh, I know Nico from Velvet Underground. Uh, Nika is... Uh, he, he, she is from... Where? M-I-K-A, Nika, um, who very famously sang um, Big Girls or uh grace kelly well, you know Mika. I, 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 okay all right okay when, when you come over come the zombie apocalypse uh, in order to play your vinyl you you can have a look at my vinyl and you'll yeah. see i have no idea who nika is okay. <laughs> all right well i've i can't i haven't got a physical copy of this movie oh, well, yeah, um, well, it is available on amazon and i believe apple as well i got it well immediately after this i'm gonna youtube uh nika and find out what all the fuss is about, what all the kids are talking about. And uh, yeah, okay. Um, topic for another time is, um, should I try to keep up with, I made a decision about five years ago to stop to stop trying to keep up. Um, so, and I kind of stuck with it. But I'll, for your sake, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a try. Well, uh, so Nika brings a, and should we play out with a Nika song? Yeah, sure. What, what would it be? Um, I would, I would say, uh, um, the last party I think is great. Okay. Yeah, or right. yeah, the last party is great. The last party by Mika, 
And oh, the Mika. 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 M M Mika. Yeah. Oh, I said, okay. I thought you were saying Nika. Oh, well, Mika. That's different. Um, <laughs> Mika with the last party. Uh, Producer Hanif will get out his uh, uh, keyboards, which are on a unicycle themselves, and <laughs> uh, type it in. And uh, okay, well, that that brings us neatly to the end of this week's show. And only remains for me now to thank Onkar Jin. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And uh, thank you very much to Julian. Uh, thank you. Uh, Julian, do you do you own any things? You're, I mean, your bedroom's behind you. It looks kind of Spartan. Do you actually, I mean, do you, are you no, like... It's empty. Yeah. I don't anything. I, I don't, I, I've got nothing. That's why I have to crochet because I have to make so many things for my house. Yeah. Well, we didn't really bring it up on the topic, but I think you know, Japanese people, for instance, where, or people in Hong Kong say, where space is at such a premium, you can't own things because where are you going to put it? <laughs> also i'm a i think i personally don't like a lot of tech so i've always liked smaller spaces and i don't like the idea of having a lot of stuff that i'm never going to look at and it's just collecting dust maybe it's just dust i don't like so yeah okay <laughs> well don't don't then don't come to my place uh <laughs> when the zombie apocalypse happens you've got cats it's cool Okay, okay, phew. Okay, well, thank you very much. And uh, please join us next week for another exciting episode of A Bit of Culture here on BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.